0: Hello and welcome to the June 26th episode of 10. My name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as Princeton University removing the name of President Woodrow Wilson from its School of Public Policy, Coca-Cola, the Hershey Company, and Levi Strauss and Company are joining a number of companies pulling their ads from Facebook and Instagram the House of Representatives passes a bill that would make Washington, D.C. the 51st state, and much more. In our first story of the day, Princeton University will remove the name of President Woodrow Wilson from its School of Public Policy and a residential college. In a statement, Princeton said, that the Princeton University Board of Trustees voted Friday to rename the policy school the Princeton School of Public and International Affairs, the statement says. The college formerly named for him will be known as First College in recognition of its status as the first of the residential colleges that now play an essential role in the residential life of all Princeton undergraduates. Wilson was the country's 28th president from 1913 to 1921. He previously had been the president of Princeton and the governor of New Jersey. He once called racial segregation a benefit and said slaves were happy and well cared for. He denied admission to African American men and sought to exclude them from the school's history. The university says it is inappropriate to name a public affairs building after a racist who segregated the nation's civil service after it had been integrated for decades. It says the point was made more urgent by the recent killings of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and other African Americans. Wilson's name will remain on the Woodrow Wilson Award the university's highest honor for an undergraduate alumnus or alumna, which is conferred annually. Since it is the result of a gift, the university must keep the name, according to the university. In military news, US F-22 fighter jets intercepted four Russian Tu-142 reconnaissance aircraft today entering the Alaskan Air Defense Identification Zone. Today's intercept follows similar encounters earlier this month in which USF-22 jets intercepted Russian nuclear-capable bombers near Alaska on three separate occasions. The last previous one was Wednesday when USF-22 fighter jets intercepted two Russian IL-38 maritime patrol aircraft entering the Alaskan zone late Wednesday. The North American Aerospace Defense Command said the Russian aircraft came within 65 nautical miles south of the Alaskan Aleutian Island chain and loitered in the Addis for nearly eight hours. It added the Russians remained in international airspace and at no time entered U.S. or Canadian sovereign airspace. In Beauty News. Industry-leading French cosmetics company L'Oreal announced they will be removing words like whitening and lightening from their products after a number of beauty brands received backlash for their skin lightening products amidst ongoing protests for racial equality. The move signals a shift by beauty giants to stand up against racial stereotypes. L'Oreal's skin brightening creams are amongst the most popular on the market and are targeted towards Asian. African and Caribbean buyers who face a cultural stigma where lighter skin is perceived as more desirable. L'Oreal's promise for change comes a day after consumer products leader Unilever announced they'd be changing the name of their fair and lovely cream that is popular in Asia for skin lightening. Johnson & Johnson has also pledged to discontinue some of their Neutrogena and Clean & Clear products, advertised as dark spot reducers in Asia and the Middle East. In more news following the fight for racial equality, the governor of Mississippi announced that if the state legislature votes to remove the Confederate battle emblem from the state flag, he will sign the bill. The legislative process to replace the Mississippi state flag cleared its two largest hurdles Saturday when a supermajority in the state House and Senate approved a suspension of the rules, allowing for debate and a vote on a bill to remove the nation's last state flag that contains the Confederate emblem. The current flag of Mississippi was first adopted in 1894 and features red, white and blue stripes with the Confederate battle emblem in the corner. Proposals to change the flag have repeatedly come up in the State House, but have always died. In 2001, Mississippi voters were given a chance to change the flag through a public referendum, and 64 percent chose not to. In some shocking international relations news, Outrage has greeted media reports that American officials believe a Russian intelligence unit offered bounties to Taliban-linked militants for killing foreign soldiers in Afghanistan, including targeting Americans. According to a report in the New York Times, the U.S. had come to the conclusion about the operation several months ago and that Russia had offered rewards for successful attacks last year. It is not clear if bounties were ever paid out for successfully killing American soldiers. The White House denied that either Trump or the vice president, Mike Pence, were briefed on such a matter. The news comes after the U.S. reached an initial peace deal with the Taliban, which aimed for the full withdrawal of the U.S. military from the war-torn country within just over a year. The pact was supposed to kickstart talks between the rebels and the Afghan government but they have not materialized. In international coronavirus news, India's coronavirus cases have surged past 500,000, with the capital of New Delhi and other major cities reporting sharp upticks. In the past 24 hours more than 17,000 COVID-19 cases have been confirmed. The surge puts India in fourth place with the most cases in the world, behind only the US, Brazil and Russia. New Delhi has a population of 20 million but only about 13,200 beds for COVID-19 patients and will add at least 20,000 in the coming weeks. Some hospitals are being manned by army and paramilitary doctors. Authorities expect severe staff shortages in the upcoming months as hospitals are overwhelmed with patients. In marketing news, some of the nation's most iconic brands, Coca-Cola, the Hershey Company and the Levi Strauss & Company are among the latest in pledging to halt advertising on Facebook as part of a growing boycott organized by civil rights groups to condemn the social media company's failure to remove hate speech. Despite Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg outlining several steps the social network will take to combat hate speech ahead of the 2020 presidential election, Friday, the companies joined Unilever, Honda. Verizon and others in the protest. The ad boycott on Facebook focuses on advertising for the month of July and also includes Eddie Bauer and Ben & Jerry's. The North Face was the first major brand to announce it was halting advertising and said its boycott would continue until Facebook puts in place stricter policies to stem the flow of hate speech on Facebook and Instagram. Patagonia, Ray Mozilla and Upwork in addition to about 100 smaller companies also have said they are committed. Nearly all of the social media companies' revenue comes from advertising on Facebook and Instagram. Shares of Facebook dropped more than 8 percent on Friday. In airline news, American Airlines plans to join United in filling flights to capacity as the number of travelers choosing to fly continues to rise. Major U.S. carriers announced policies to encourage social distancing in late April as images surfaced of fuller flights that sparked concerns amid the COVID-19 pandemic. These policies included blocking some or all-middle seats and capping bookable seats. The TSA on Thursday screened the highest number of passengers at U.S. airports since mid-March. However, air travel is still down almost 80 percent compared to this time last year, and airlines expect a long, Sluggish Recovery Starting July 1, American Airlines is lifting its seating cap of 85 percent, allowing all middle seats to be filled. United Airlines, which originally said it was limiting advanced seat selections, now said it never put a cap on capacity or blocked middle seats. Delta said it will cap cabin seating at 60 percent in the main cabin, at 50 percent in first class and block middle seats through the end of September. JetBlue said it would have empty middle seats through the end of July. Southwest said middle seats will remain open through the end of September. In sports news, Under Armour has terminated its record $280 million partnership with UCLA, the company announced today. The Bruins signed the deal with Under Armour in 2016, and it was the biggest apparel deal in college athletics at the time it was signed. UCLA Athletic Director Dan Guerrero responded to the decision to terminate the contract saying we are exploring all of options to resist Under Armour's actions. It's unclear what measures UCLA intends to take in reaction. And in our final story of the day, the U.S. House of Representatives yesterday approved landmark legislation granting statehood to Washington, D.C., in a 232 180 vote. The vote was historic marking the first time either chamber has passed legislation to elevate the district to the 51st state. Calls for Washington, D.C., to gain statehood have gained steam amid the national calls for racial justice that have followed the police killing of George Floyd last month. The issue is highly partisan, and Friday's outcome reflected it. Every Democrat except one, voted in favor of the proposal. The vote is also largely symbolic since Senate Republicans oppose D.C. statehood, and are certain to ignore the bill, while President Trump has promised to veto the proposal if it somehow makes it as far as his desk. Under the legislation, D.C. would be granted one voting representative in the House and two in the Senate. Under current law, Washington D.C. only has one representative, with voting powers and committees but not on the House floor. Washington has no senators. GOP lawmakers have blasted the legislation as a Democratic power grab, noting the lopsided partisan leanings of the district's residents. The critics also contend that D.C. states is unconstitutional, arguing that the nation's founders established the city as a neutral zone to govern outside the influence of state politics. That's all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.